At the northern edge of town stood Raya as she stared down a pair of distinct drag marks in the dirt. The size, the shape, they matched up. This is where her family was taken. Raya thought to herself that the forest must have dragged them inside. That was the only thing that made sense. She walked towards the edge, hoping to see any sign of them in the trees. After a moment, she gave up, turning around. Wait. She froze in gut-wrenching realization. Raya peered down at her shoes to find grass beneath them. She panned her gaze up, noticing that she lined up with drag marks. They weren't leading towards the forest. circled back towards the eastern side of the village in search of the cloth scrap in the forest. A short search later, she spotted it, still in the same place she saw it earlier. She stared it down, hoping to find even a small clue as to what happened. Nothing. Her eyes turned over to the trademaster's old house. She approached the front door, analyzing every inch. If something did break in, there would be signs. Yet, this looks fine. An overwhelming stench of death hit her nostrils. The house was seemingly ripped apart, clear signs of a struggle, yet a distinct lack of an aftermath. Messing up your own home to seem innocent? Plausible, but not something Garen would do. Upon closer inspection, she found the smallest of blood stains near the fireplace. <gasps> I thought I saw you walk in here. All above. Why are you following me? Someone's got to keep an eye on children when they run off. What are you doing here, kid? I was curious. So entering dead people's houses seems like your thing, I guess. I think he might have been telling the truth. From the looks of this place, you might be right. Eh, could be worse. There could be something killing people in the town. What do you mean? Garen could still be here, mucking everything up. How can you say that? You murdered an innocent man. Huh, that's pretty funny. Pelta walked out of the house, which prompted Raya to follow in frustration. What do you mean, funny? I just find it ironic that the kid with no real understanding of this town acts like she knows everything that happened in it. Tell me, then. What's the point? If Garen was as right as you think, we're just going to die faster. He was an ass, would have sold us out if it meant he lived. I just wanted to know. Pelta kept walking away, clearly done with the conversation. Raya stopped. Frustrated over getting left out, she didn't have more than a moment of silence before a massive crunch jolted her attention eastward. Standing at the edge of the forest was Hannes. His arm was outstretched, pointing a long metal barrel towards the trees. What'd you make now? Oh, Raya! Hannes turned with a start. The circles under his eyes were darker than the sky. He hadn't slept at all. Ah, liquefied nitrogen gas capable of reaching sub-zero temperatures. Liquid... what? Another part of the air? Uh, in a way, yes. Is it working? Well, come take a peek. <laughs> yes! Actual, physical damage! 
Raya's bracelet began to wiggle and writhe. Ah, these are the best results we've had so far! With a little time, we could manufacture a set of automatic sprinklers and hopefully stop the spread. Automatic? Sprinklers? You are making zero sense. <laughs> well, I think the results speak for themselves. At the very least, we'll buy ourselves enough time to catch our breath and get a moment of peace. I'm not sure that will be possible. Hmm? And why is that? I think Garen might have been right. Uh, about? The monster. I think there might actually be something hiding in the town. How can you be sure? Town Hall was destroyed. I think he was actually attacked. Hmm. If you're sure, then we need to warn everyone. Tell them to lock their doors and only go outside when they need to. What about you? I am going to get to work on some weapons. If there really is something, we need to arm ourselves. I'm sure they'd rather hear the news from you. We... Uh, I don't have time for that. Please, Raya, you said you wanted something to do, didn't you? Yes, but... Good. Let's end it there. Slowly, the damaged tree released a chorus of cracks as the bark fractured. The wooden bracelet around Raya's wrist wriggled again. What is that? What? You never had a bracelet, Raya. What is that? Did it, did it just move? Nothing. It was my mother's. Let me see that. You didn't get this from the forest, did you? Raya? Did you go into the forest? No. Then how the hell are you wearing this? It just kind of wrapped around me. Did you try cutting it? No. Uh, burning it? Not yet. Ugh. We have no idea what this is. And, and you just decide to start wearing it? I didn't decide anything. Uh, hold on. Hans pulled a small machine from his belt. From the tip, a small concentrated flame burst forth. Hold still. Wait, maybe we can learn something from it? I don't think it wants to hurt me. It might be valuable to keep. Perhaps, but not while it's on you. As Hannes' blowtorch crept closer and closer, the wooden bracelet unraveled. It quickly hit up Raya's sleeve. Ah! Shit! Oh! Raya, I I'm so sorry! Why can't you just leave well enough alone? It wasn't doing anything to me. But what if it did? Uh, we can't trust any of this. Uh, I, I wouldn't be able to forgive myself if you got hurt on my watch. Cut that out. We're friends, but you're treating me like a child. Raya, you are a child. Yeah, well, you aren't my father. Well, who is then? I... What? Who is your father, Raya? Where is he? He died. Doing... He was a traitor. Came from a different town. Which town? Mom never said. Then I am the best you have right now. Hannes, have you slept at all since the other night? <sighs> we are in the middle of a life or death scenario. Just because it's killing us slowly doesn't make it any less urgent. Ryan and Hannes rushed off together towards the town, putting the argument to the side. As they approached the bell, they were met with only Pelta, Gregor, Mona, and Gillian. The rest of the town was nowhere to be found. Hannes! Thank the above! What happened? We don't know, but when we followed the screams, we found this. The tiny crowd dispersed to reveal a leather-gloved hand sticking out of the ground. The fingers slowly opened and closed repeatedly. Is that... A hand. Raya stared in disbelief. This wasn't Olier's hand. How had it gotten into the middle of town? Does this mean that the monster's real? <sighs> the evidence is starting to point to yes. At least this will all be over faster. Pelta, please.
Did anyone see where this hand came from? No. Like we said, none of us saw a thing. Should we try and pull it up? Maybe they're still alive down there. I'm not sure if that's a good idea. I can give it a quick tug. Ah, did you not just- <clears throat> Even with his full strength, the hand barely budged, only coming up through centimeters from the ground. Please, Gregor, I think that's fine. Come on. Wait, hold on. I think it's starting to budge. From inside Rye's sleeve, a slip of wood emerged. It wrapped itself around Rye's burn and began wriggling intensely. Hanna's eye did strange movements cautiously. Gregor, let go now. Oh, come on. I know you want to see it, too. That is an order, blacksmith. It's got me. As the others rushed to his aid, a pool of black, viscous liquid began to seep out of the hole, rising slowly. Pull him out. I can't get a good grip. Honey, use something. Uh, there's nothing I can use. Ah, my arm. Quick, get him off the dirt. The group hoisted the now one-armed Gregor over and away from the oil-filled hole. As they looked back, it seemed to seal up and the black liquid seeped down. All traces disappeared, with the exception of an eerie dark stain. We need to get pressure on that wound, now! What the hell was that, Honus? What do you mean? I have no idea! No, why didn't you use that fire thing? That black stuff is more flammable than kindling! We would all be dead if I tried that! Looks like oil. Whatever it is must be lurking deep underground. Why is it taking the bodies? Hmm, must be feeding on them. Something is eating his arm? Unfortunately, yes. He should have just let go. We can't blame an idiot on us. What we need to focus on right now is self-defense. If this thing is covered in oil, it might be vulnerable to burns. So we should get the flame shooter thing you made. Better yet, give me the rest of today and I'll have a smaller model for everyone to keep on them. We might not have the time for that. <sighs> it's clear it waits a while between kills. Otherwise, they would have gotten us all right after Iris and Garen's men. Is that a risk we want to take? What would you rather we do? We hide together. Use the flame shooter we have to keep us safe in your lab while you make more. Huh. Not bad. Does that plan sound feasible for the rest of you? Mm -hmm. Sure. All right, then. Have any and all belongings and equipment moved to the area by my lab in the next few hours. Thank you. <laughs> hey, can't argue with a good idea. I thought you should know the bracelet began moving right before that thing attacked. Could that mean something? I saw. Let's get everyone safe first. Then we can take a look at it. Over the course of the next two hours, the group slowly moved everything they could to the area around the hilltop lab. Hannes set Gregor up in his bed. He worked for hours trying to stop the bleeding. As the last of the supplies were loaded in, the group huddled around the bed, each sitting wherever they found a spot. <laughs> Bit of a mess, isn't it? Been doing much cleaning yourself lately, Gil? Are we going to be safe in here? Yes, we should be much safer than out there. <clears throat> Based on Garen's story, this monster can enter homes. But if we keep together and only go out in pairs... We have a chance. Now, why don't you all get comfortable while I get started on the defenses? We should keep as far away from the doors and windows as we can. If it can grab us from outside, it will. Does that sound good? Yep. Absolutely. Oh, shit! What? What happened? My blowtorch. I must have dropped it during the scuffle. Ugh, I need to go back out there. No! I need it, Raya. There's not enough time to make another if we want to be quick. At least let me come. 
Oh, no, I'll be fine. Ahem. <clears throat> in case you forgot, the buddy system is in full effect. Ah, fine. But keep your eyes peeled. Darn. This was the perfect time for a game of Blind Man's Bluff. <laughs> be my guest. We could use a distraction. The two quickly rushed from the lab into the town square. Each made an effort to lighten their steps. Can you see it anywhere? Not yet. Hey, Hannes? I'm sorry. Huh? What for? For what I said earlier. I know you were just trying to help. You have nothing to apologize for, Raya. I'm sorry for making things too personal. It was uncalled for. Raya wrapped her arms around Hannes in a grateful embrace. Thank you, Hannes. Something was wrong. Before releasing the hug, she looked down to see that the bracelet was no longer around her wrist. She pulled away to find the wood had pierced his throat like a spear. It poked out the other side, completely impaling him. Hannes backed away, reaching for the wood as blood poured from both sides of the wound. All above Hannes! Get back! Hannes stumbled as far as he could, his hand outstretched in a silent order for Raya to keep her distance. Slowly, Hannes pulled the wood from his neck, releasing a torrent of blood. He clenched the wound tight with his hand as he fell to his knees. It's coming for me! I can't just leave you two! Stay strong for me. You can get them through this. We need you! I can't do half of this stuff, you can't! You don't... need to. I promise you. I'll find and kill this monster, no matter what. No! There's... Something else. What? Tell me! This isn't the first time. Not like this. But similar. Ignore the monster. Find out where you came from. What are you talking about? Out of nowhere, a fog began to leak out from the ground, obscuring Hans almost entirely. Not again! Raya watched in horror as a shadowy figure loomed behind her dying friend. She broke into a sprint, parting the fog as she rushed through, only to find a single pool of blood where he sat. Raya looked around in terror, realizing that the fog was overwhelming the town, obscuring it all in a murky haze. Her eyes darted back and forth, fear churning her stomach as the hairs on her skin stood up. His body was gone. As she searched for the corpse, a pair of sinking black eyes stood watching from the fog. Raya rushed back to the laboratory to get away, stopping in the doorway in a second look. The eyes had not moved from their spot in the center of town. A circular patch of black hung like holes of pure void, devouring all light in the area. Slowly the fog began to die down, and with it, the eyes left, returning the town to how it was. Raya, are you okay? What happened to Honus? Beast got him, eh? Sounds like a yes. Well, be damned. We are screwed. Mona grabbed Raya, pulling her into an embrace against the wood door. I am so sorry. Well, did you see it? What does it look like? Anything. Give her some damn space. I, I didn't get to see it. It brought a strange fog with it. I was as good as blind. All I saw were a pair of black eyes. Oh, great. We're down a second leader with little to no information. Doubt we're that much worse off. Both of you, quiet. I'm sorry, it was my fault. No, how could it possibly be your fault? 
Maya stared down at her bracelet. The gleam of Hannes' blood stared back up at her as it stained her wrist crimson. Don't beat yourself up for it. The girl might as well have danned us herself. Cut it, Gil. Oh, can someone tell me what's going on? Fine. I'll go tell Gregor. As Mona soothed Raya, Pelta took her seat by the fireplace. It's all my fault. That's not true, Raya. Even if it was your fault, there's no shame. We tossed an innocent man into the forest just the other day, after all. You are not helping. Never said I was trying to. I'm just telling the truth. Here, Raya. I usually keep these on hand for when I get a bit panicky. Been running a bit low lately for obvious reasons, but I want you to try one. A cookie? I called a Mona Pies, a sweet sugar dough with a sour berry filling. This is my last one. No, I couldn't. Take it, or I'll shove it down your gullet. Bit stale, I know, but the filling should still be good. It's delicious. Good. Nothing cheers me up like a good old-fashioned pastry. Hope I can pass some of that on to you. Ever thought to toss a pastry to the monster? Might be able to make a hostage negotiation. Very funny, Pelta. We should start settling in before the fire goes out. Don't want to waste any more fuel. My thoughts exactly. Sleep sounds delightful. Try not to cry too much, kid. You might wake the dead. Just shut it. You cry as much as you need to, sweetheart. There's no shame. That is just what Raya did. In the following hour, she cried endlessly into her bedroll. Tears drained from her face like a well going dry, leaving her skin red and irritated. Eventually, she found herself drifting off, allowing her sadness to carry her to sleep. A few hours into the night, the crying began again, but not from Raya. Pelta? Shut it. I'm trying to sleep. Not good to wake an elderly lady. I heard you crying. Are you okay? Oh, fine. Just missing the comfort of my bed, among other things. I understand. See, I would have doubted that before. But I'm sure you do. Ugh. Follow me. Where are you going? For a little stroll. Will you join me? That sounds like a horrible idea. What if something happens? Then we die enjoying ourselves. Come on. Don't let me walk out here all by my lonesome. Fine, but we hurry back. No more than an hour. If that's what it takes. Raya stepped over Mona as she silently crept towards the door. You know I grew up near a forest. Was it like this one? Less horrifying, but yes. Why did you move out here? Why does anyone move anywhere? I wanted a new life. I found one here, enjoyed the location well enough, the people too. Like Iris? She was better than family to me. We had a lot in common. Both spiteful old women? <laughs> both of us needed a new life, and both of us came here. How close were you to my mother? As close as family we all were. Boy, when she announced you, we all celebrated for days. The funniest thing, we didn't even notice she was expecting. Really? Yep, one day she just appeared, with a newborn in her arms. And what about my dad? No idea. Adriana's father was a traitor, we know that for sure. But you? We never got the full story. Pelta hobbled to her house. She opened the gate by the side. Ah, here we are. We came all this way for Hanky. I'll be damned if I let my poor baby die all alone in this pen. At the very least, she should be free to wander. Pelta patted Hanky affectionately. It lingered by her side a moment before trotting into the forest. Rye and Pelta watched as the animal stepped over the threshold and deep into the woods without interference.
Well, will you look at that? At least she'll get a few extra weeks of life. Iris was right. Nature. Funny thing. So what does that mean? Does nobody know who my father is? Does it matter? He's not here, is he? <sighs> Mona and your mother were friends. Practically sisters before you came along. If she told anyone, it would be her. Really? Why didn't she tell me? Your mother closed off a bit after you and Adriana were born. Became more interested in her family than the town. Not that I blame her. Family has just always been an annoying subject for me. What happened between you, Iris, and Hannes? I guess it wouldn't hurt to talk about it now. That kid was too much like his father. From the moment we took him in, he'd promise us so much. Like? I'll make things easier for you. I'll help around the house. I can handle the farming today. Did he not? Oh, he did. I made sure of it. Badgered and beat that brat until he did it all. Giving him a chance to do it on his own was out of the question. He wouldn't have done a lick of work otherwise. How could you have known? You sound like Iris. She loved that kid a little too much. She'd let him get away with slacking. Whenever I came to grab him from the farm, I'd find the two of them lounging by the fence. What's wrong with that? We drove that snake of a man out of here, and I was not about to have his son dig his fingernails into this town instead. I don't think he meant it like that. He was just a kid. Well, look at the man he turned into and tell me he didn't need it. Imagine those speeches in town square, always starting out with ladies and gentlemen. The exact words his father said. At least now the kid brings something to the table, even if his ideas are useless. He could have promised whatever he wanted. But when I saw him actually working in his lab for days on end, I felt satisfaction, knowing I raised that bastard right. Isn't that a little harsh? I mean, you heckled him every time he tried to show something. Perhaps, but those days are over. Nothing can be done about it now. So you're happy just knowing Hannes died, thinking you all hated him? Is there a way to change that? No. I live and let live. Well, good for you then. Who cares about Hannes or the rest of them as long as you die satisfied, right? Raya, calm down. No! He's gone. They're all gone. Only five of us are left alive, but at least your conscience is clear. Raya! What? Don't mistake my coping for satisfaction. Don't you dare think that your measly 12 years in this village means you know everything. I know enough to see that he thought he died alone. It doesn't matter what unspoken love this town had. It wasn't enough. Fine. Think that. They came to the edge of the forest. It stood significantly closer than it had the first day it arrived. We made it. What do you mean, made it? I did what I want. Now we're here. Then we should head back. It's dangerous to stay in one place. Perhaps. Without warning, she stepped across the threshold and into the forest. As expected, she began to sink into the dirt. What the hell are you doing? Making room. After 70 plus years, I want to go out on my own terms. I'm not letting some monster decide my fate, let alone fear. Take my hand. Don't be an idiot. This is my time. Pick your own damn death. Then why did you bring me out here? I didn't want the others to think I was taken. I want you to tell them this was my choice. So all I am is your suicide note? You got what you wanted. I talked to you, didn't I? Told you more about this town. There's still so much I don't know. The town's dead, Raya. It died the day the forest came. You're the town now. Make a new history with the time you have. Hell, maybe if you're lucky, this will all blow over and you can be the next snarky old woman. Please, let me enjoy the quiet for the first time in my life. Raya backed up out of shock. 
her eyes locked on Pelta as she accepted the slow creeping embrace of the liquid earth around her. Two people in one night. Only four remained. Raya? That you? What were you doing out there? Hey, what's the fuss? Raya, are you okay? Wait. Wait, where's Pelta? Raya, do you know where she went? She didn't go out there, did she? Were you looking for her? Damn. Don't tell me it got her, too. She's probably fine, right? Old hag wanted to sleep in her own bed, I bet. Right? Tell me I'm right, Raya. Raya? 